Well, I'm not running to the chopper. I'm listening to Sean Geek Podcast on SeanMcKinsey.ca. Do it now! Welcome, everybody. I am Sean Arama, Sean McGinnity from the Sean Geek Podcast, and I am moderating your panel today. We are going to talk about role-playing podcasts, and we have uh, some professional podcaster slash role-playing podcast people here. So um, below me here is Doc. Doc, who are you? I am Doc Wilson. I have a podcast called Shift Quest, and I am a uh, professional uh, RPG industry freelancer and game master. And who is over? Oh, this this way. I I have no idea. Uh, our, our, <laughs> our things are completely different. Is they it they are yes. Uh, I'm looking for I'm looking for Tony. Okay, hi, I'm Tony Stark. And what do you do, Tony? <laughs> I'm Senpai. I mostly speak World of Warcraft, but I also host Azeroth History and Creative Conundrums with Doc. And I've planned for a while now on doing some D&D podcasts that I want to do. I did do, uh, we did do a D&D one shot, though, and released it both as part of Azeroth History and Creative Conundrums. And it was fun. Like, super I'm... fun. <laughs> Tony is my Padawan. And Tony did extremely well. And then you both have a podcast together uh, yes. called uh, Creative Conundrums, which yes. is how I discovered uh, Senpai slash Tony. Yep. I knew, <laughs> I, knew of, I knew of Doc before, but I, I didn't know Senpai. Oh. So that's well, how I, I find you. I'm like, this is awesome. It's a good show. So I, I am a I am a fan. So if that means anything, it and, does. Totally. And who's, and who's this other dude? Who's this other person over there? Somewhere. Me. That'd be you. <laughs> well. I'm part of the uh, Sean Geek podcast, so Sean's Sean is my brother, so I'm the uh, the co-host, and um, I've got a um, I guess a thing on Facebook for it's called Tech Talk, and you can find the link to that on the uh, on Sean's uh, link, which is still SeanMcGinnity.ca, I believe. It is, and that's Sean with S E A N, and McGinnity with two eyes. With two eyes, not together though, so they're separated. <laughs> not good. Otherwise, it'd be McGinty. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, the reason we're doing this panel today, we kind of want to talk about uh, this other form of podcasting, which is huge, which we didn't really cover in the last couple of years. And uh, uh, Doc's got Shift Quest, which I've always been aware of, and it, it, it's a really good show. So, I kind of wanted to go from the, the layperson into Hey, I'm a DM. I've been DMing for, I'm not going to say how long, for a very long time. And uh, I, I want, I've always wanted to do this. Um, and I, I have, you know, capability for voice acting, that sort of thing. So I wanted to jump up to the next level and become, have a role-playing podcast because, you know, it, it's what I'm good at. But I want to know what the transition is for me doing it around a table without a microphone to doing it with a microphone. So first question I have is how do you pick your players? Ah, how do you pick your players? 
I normally, I normally know my players who I'm going to be doing my podcast with beforehand. And I know what they're trying to get out of the, the role-playing game and role-playing session. And uh, you need to make sure that they want to get the same thing out of the game as you do. And so everybody's having fun while they're doing the podcast. Uh, you need to make sure that they have the time to do the recordings uh, once every however many days you're doing this. And um, you need to make sure you're going to continue getting along with everybody long term. Because like the McElroy brothers, they're all brothers and, and, and their dad is with them, right? They can't exactly not get along because they're family. So they're, they're, their role-playing group is going to stay together forever, whether they want to or not. <laughs> right? No choice. Exactly. Uh, so there's that. Um, but it, is there also looking like, it, it, it's like, like for me, like my, my thought was, am I casting a film here? So Absolutely. I'm like casting, I want to make sure that I have uh, someone with a strong voice. And I also want to have someone, you know, the quirky, you know, kind of funny uh, sidekick sort of like, are, are you, are you casting in that way? Cause I know if I'm playing a game, I'm just playing with my buddies. I'm not, it's, it's not, doesn't have to be as entertaining. Everybody in the shift quest podcast has public speaking experience and has a little bit of uh, streaming experience as well. So uh, they do have uh, both live and internet public speaking experience, all of them. So that is the one thing that I looked for among my players. Perfect. Um, Tony, do you have any thoughts on this? Yeah, so for, well, for the for the D and D podcast that I did, or for the one thing that I've done so far that is out publicly, um, it was I want both my co-hosts, one who's never played D and D, one who is a veteran D and D player, and then another who is a veteran D and D DM and player, who's Doc, by the way. I don't know if that was that was obvious or not. <laughs> um, but it was like, I want to bring that, that together and I want to bring the energy of everything that I'm creating right now and then put that into a podcast and into D&D &D specifically. And it was a lot of fun. We did it for Christmas last year. It was great. Um, it was fantastic. And then, and then when I was planning, we, I started planning one specifically with a few friends of mine that like, these are friends that I get along with. I really want to hang out with more. And they want to play D&D &D, and we, I want to play D&D &D, and we, we wanted to take turns DMing as well. And so we started to plan everything and then COVID hit. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and one thing that I want to, that I want to emphasize is that once your players, no matter who they are, once your players hear themselves on the role-playing podcast, they will start to become voice personalities and they will get into their characters voice wise after that first episode, they'll listen to the first episode and they'll go, you know, I could have done X, Y, and Z, and this would have sounded really cool. And they will get into their characters more for the next time you record. This will happen in any group. So your biggest, and Tony got into this, your biggest consideration is getting together with people you're going to get along with and who are going to have the time to record. Once they hear that first episode, they'll get into their characters. I will say that that is a hard time for Clint because he still has a problem with that. <laughs> 
is there is there a problem like there's a few that i've listened to quite a few uh different ones and i the, the big turnoff for me is someone's going to go in kind of mockingly about about a DD experience in this setting they're going to be like, yeah well my character is a um uh, they're a druid ranger and they speak like Elvis the whole time. Like you, you get people coming. It's kind of mocking, mocking ish. Like what, what's your two cents on, uh, on that? Like people coming in as modern characters for comedy effect. It, it depends on the tone of the podcast. Honestly. Um, if you've got something more along the lines of uh, shift quest where you, where your characters are in that world and they all have to kind of, there's there's no breaking of the third wall that's not a that's not in the idiom of the podcast so if anybody came in with that particular mentality it would disrupt the podcast however in tony's recorded podcast with myself and the other players it was supposed to be the world of warcraft kind of lifted and put into Dungeons and Dragons. So for instance, my character's name was what, Tony? You're going to make me say it, aren't you? Yes, I am. Fuck. <laughs> I got in trouble with my guild, by the way, for this one. Huge boner underscore 87. Yes. <laughs> and it was only 87 because 69 to 86 were already taken. <laughs> And that's in the character's bio, right? So, yeah. And, and I got and, in trouble with my guild for that because I had to make that character for for Mishinima purposes. <laughs> ah, there we now, go. Now, now the thing is, is uh, every other character, every other player in that game had the same idea I did, and they've all played online, so all of their names were also like X underscore X, and it's expletive, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> 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 so that was the idiom. That, that was the idiom of that particular podcast. So it, it worked, right? Yeah. Uh, what the the storyline that I've been planning for, like that I want to do for for like as my DM for my podcast that we want to do eventually. Uh, my friend was asking me like, how serious do you want to go with this? I'm like, well, you know, the world that you're going to be stepping into just got out of a hundred year war, like I don't know, five years ago. But there's also a cockatrice. There's also a uh, poultry goose, which is a cockatrice, but it's plaid. So, <laughs> however you want. <laughs> nice. That was Doc's nice. fault, by the way. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Did Todd have a question? I think I heard you. Yeah, say yeah. No, no. I was just going to ask. When you guys do your podcast, do you are you guys in the same room? I had done it in the same room. Um, the only reason we haven't gone forward with the other one that I plan to do uh, is because my other players can't necessarily afford to pay for the equipment to get it going for it. Like there, two of them are in the same place. They have one headset between them and one laptop between them. So we can't really do it with like tabletop mm -hmm. sim or anything like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was I'm wondering like... if you were doing it that way or if, because of, of COVID, I mean, everyone kind of has to do it from their own area and, and how yeah. difficult it is to try and manage that, especially if you're the, the, the dungeon master and you're, and you're trying to organize it and talk to these people and, and interact. If, 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 if it's quite the, the hurdle versus, I guess, when everyone's standing or sitting with each other, I mean, there's, there's, no, there's no issue. But now with the COVID and everyone trying to kind of segregate, um, have you done that or are you looking to do that in the future? I've I have done not, episode... but I've been, oh, 
Oh, Sorry? no, go ahead. Go ahead, Tony. Uh, go I've ahead. been planning on doing something for streaming, though, so it, I'm going to be coming over that hurdle at some point very soon. Doc, please teach me. Both ways. <laughs> I have done it both ways uh, with the Shift Quest group. We are mainly everybody online because well, all of us, we're just busy, so we can't travel all over the place and be in the same place at the same time. If uh, I can interject, what, what software are you using to do it uh, Okay, we started off using, uh, oh, God. It was, uh, <laughs> okay, I had to jury rig Discord with two different accounts and then pump it through Audacity on my PC and using my phone at the same time. And it was, it was a real kludge together of technology when I first started. <laughs> and, and it worked. Uh, but when it first started off, um, I was dealing with, uh, I have you ever tried to speak into a microphone and talk to people while you're hearing yourself echoing just a half second behind? Oh God. Yeah. It's like you're jamming the brain. Yeah. I had to, I had to do my first three recordings, two hours a piece with that happening. Ugh. And so I was jamming my own brain while DMing while having to do voices and having to record a podcast. That was one of the most challenging voice things I have ever had to do in my life. And then uh, I jury rigged everything differently. And then I overcame that problem, but I had no idea what it was sounding like to where uh, on, on the platform I was recording on. So it was a little bit weird. I had to use my phone to do stuff and then my computer to record stuff. It was, it was still kludgy as hell, but now I have found the absolute blessing of the Craig bot on Discord. And Craig will record whatever's in your channel, right? And it will record every person in that channel under their own track. So I can, uh -oh. and, and nice. it automatically balances everybody against each other, no matter what their volumes are. So I don't have to do that in post anymore. I just take all of these automatically balanced tracks, dump it into Audacity, edit it from there, mix it all into a stereo track, and it is a blessing. I don't have the echo. I don't have the kludginess. I don't have uh, all the like all the post that I normally had to do beforehand. So I can focus all of that extra time on writing music and doing Foley and, uh, and effects and things like that and, and doing the actual editing of the program. So the Craig bot and discord is currently my go-to. Hey, I, I, that was my next question. So you, uh, you jumped ahead and answered the next question. Which is good. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Cause that was my big audio. Audio was my biggest worry about, doing such a thing so in the old days um I, i've recorded a few sessions and at the time i was i had a phone with an amazing audio system in the phone and put it in the middle of the table like what were you doing in the past how were you recording everybody when it was everyone in the same room we the only time we did it in the same room uh was actually in the later episodes uh um which are still need to be edited and put out but um we took two uh, blue Yeti microphones, put them on Omni, got together in a living room that had carpet and couches and stuff like that and very little bounce. And then we used those two Yetis, plugged them into my computer 
and recorded that way. And it seemed to go really well. And sorry, I'm going to, I'm going to backtrack a little bit here. There is an advantage to being face to face as opposed to recording over discord and stuff like that. You can, you can play off of each other's body language a lot better and it, you get a lot better voice performance out of people who are in the same room. Yep. And the timing's a little better, which means you have to edit a lot less because I find myself editing for timing and, and, uh, and punctuation a lot more when I'm, uh, we've done the recording remotely just over discord and when we can't see each other. That's good. That's really good. I'm actually like, formulating stuff in my head so the previous panel that you were on doc um there, there was a lot of technical questions so we're not going to hit up some of those ones because i had a bunch of technical questions related to audio so go check out the last panel the lots of great audio solutions for a lot of stuff there um so when you're editing then if you're using your uh the discord thing yeah. then literally you're just throwing it into audacity or something like that and then yes yeah running with I, it you download it from uh, from the internet off of Craig, right? And then you throw it into Audacity and you just edit it from there. Pick everything out, add your effects. And if, and if everybody's on their own different tracks, then it just makes it a lot easier to, to edit from there. So what about um, pacing, that sort of thing? So pacing in a tabletop, a standard tabletop is, it, go, it goes a particular way. Um, you're allowed to have bigger spaces of, you know, someone's going to go grab some chips or something or, you know, bathroom breaks and stuff like that. Like you don't have to worry about pacing the whole session. Are you pacing your session to be more in line with fitting the format of a podcast episode or is that all done in post? There is, okay, that's, that's actually a great question. There is three different styles of game mastering that uh, I know of there is, that I've been experienced with. There's your standard uh, tabletop, you know, you're in your basement, you're gaming for with your buddies, right? There's that style of writing. And then there is another style of writing that you need to, to uh, that you need to do when you're game mastering at a convention because you're on a time limit and you have paying customers, right? So you need to be able to get through your entire story from beginning to end and match it up to the end of your, your allocated time slot as best as you can. Now, uh, with a podcast, you have a time limit, but you have to make, you have to understand as well that you're going to be editing this stuff later and you don't want an entire episode being a combat and you don't want an entire episode being just dialogue unless that dialogue is very good uh so you're going to want a mix of a whole bunch of different stuff taking place in an episode because your audience is looking for you know what they want to see the 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 characters mix it up and they want to see them overcoming non-combat obstacles and they want to see them interacting with each other so you want to be able to capture all of that stuff so your the design of your adventure that you're going to be running for them has to be something that can hit all of those marks over the course of your session. So it's, it's even more complex than when you're running uh, your uh, role-playing game at your convention. 
Tony. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, you know, I've only done the one thing so far. Um, and then because COVID hit, I'm like, well, everything's going to kind of be put on hold. Sorry, there's a fly in my apartment right now. And yeah, I, I see that. me a little insane. I've got um, a dog chasing a cat. That's <laughs> what that is. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hear it. And it's funny. Um, it been Tony's cat with the fly. <laughs> no, he's actually very, very quiet when he meows unless you step on his tail. Um, but no, I've, I've only done the, the one one shot so far, which was basically like, yeah, you want to have like kind of, you know, them interacting with each other and with people around them and then maybe a little bit of combat and then maybe like a little bit more RP in there too, um, which it ended up being what, a two hour um, episode, I think, or like hour yeah. 45, something like it was, that. Like it, it wasn't. I told you to plan for two hours and you you hit the mark almost exactly. Yeah, so. and like it was it was meant to be a little bit longer than like a regular podcast episode because it's yeah. it's a bigger yeah. thing. Um, yeah. Whereas I think th things are going to go a little bit differently when I actually do plan actual story stuff. Um, and I have stuff planned. I just kind of have given up on writing it so far because we don't know when stuff is going to be back to normal-ish. So. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, kitty. Yeah, that would be Princess and my dog, who are right here. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's let's talk about let's talk about the uh, the editing a bit, I and mean, I'm talking about like foley work, that sort of stuff, adding in sound effects, uh, music, that sort of stuff. Now, Ooh. oh, actually, before you get into that, I forgot yes. to mention something very important. Okay, for your basement game you don't need to worry about any kind of time limits, right? You can just run yeah. however, whatever, right? It can be a six-hour session. Right. For <laughs> your role-playing game at a convention session, it needs to be four hours. Now, when you're recording for a, uh, a role-playing game podcast, I found the sweet spot for your session to be about two hours. An okay. hour doesn't quite give you enough. Any more than two hours is too much. So two hours is the sweet spot. And uh, two hours of footage will give you approximately two episodes of about 45 minutes. Perfect. All right, all right, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> um, so so uh, we're gonna talk about Foley work, that sort of stuff. So right. in, po in post-production, this is the part that, 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 I, that I really wanna get into. I don't have a problem running a game I don't have a problem uh, improvising on the spot or changing it around for a different environment. I think I've got that down. But what I'm what I'm wondering is, from a post-production standpoint, what do I want my final product to look like? Do I want it to just be, hey, it's it's a couple, it, you know, it's a bunch of mics around a table, and that's what it is. The people are the, what the people are. The DM is speaking in his own voice. Or do I want to cut in uh, post-editing stuff where I might provide a preamble? before the game starts with a voice and some spooky music or, or, or high fantasy music or that sort of thing to introduce the session before it actually starts. And then when it gets in, would I do cuts throughout the episode of similar bits? Or would you score an episode? I have done all of the above. Uh, let's, go, let's go one by one. What about like intros? Let's talk about intros. Do you have them? Uh, do you use yes. them and, and how, what do you put in there? My intro um, is done in the voice of a character known as Darius, who is the eternal bard. 
and he does an intro uh, that kind of gives a breakdown of what the podcast is. And then it breaks into the theme music that I wrote. And then uh, I think in episode one only, it details uh, what is happening in the world at that time. Now, at the start of arc two, which hasn't been put out yet, uh, I'm doing the same thing where you've got Darius talking at the beginning, right? But it's going to be altered slightly because of developments within the campaign. And then the theme music, which I've rewritten to fit the theme of the change in the arc, which I can't give away because it'll be spoilery. And then I'm going to be doing Darius talking again. But it's only going to be Darius explaining things as they are in that arc at the first episode of the of the arc. Okay. Now, is Darius, does Darius show up like throughout an episode with little breaks to say, and then they they traveled on to the mountain, or no, like like what's, Darius, what's going on there? Darius actually shows up in, as a non-player character, which I voice uh, okay. throughout the episode, and sometimes Darius shows up. Uh, like, um, have you ever seen the television show Sliders? Absolutely, yeah, huge fan. Dar- Darius shows up like the uh, like the guy who's remote, okay, every now and again t- to speak to the uh, to speak to the player characters in that fashion. Okay, that's a good trope. I like that that a lot. Um, so, are you so throughout throughout the game itself? Say you're in the middle of a combat. Are you spiking? the combat that's happening and are you adding sword swishes or what like what sort of foley do you do for the actual play part of the game uh i i'm just starting to add foley now um i was adding mainly voice effects and music before so i would take my voice and i would do something like like that and then i would add effects to that and then turn that sound effect into something like a banshee whale, okay, which I've done, and then, so that uh, happens in post, so not in the middle of the game. Is your voice correct doing that? Correct. But it's, uh, so it's purely for the listener. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So my players don't hear that until they listen to the episode, and they're going, "Oh my god, that was so cool!" So uh, I, I add that stuff in post. Um, and uh, what about other foley stuff? Like, are you adding like what you, you're talking about sound effects? Like, what are we? Yeah, what sort of I, stuff are we talking about? I have started walking around and paying attention to the sounds around me. And if I hear something cool, I take my phone and I record it. And then, uh, like for instance, I went to uh, Icon last year, and as I was walking around, I'm going, "Hmm, I can use this sound." So I took my phone and I went up in the air and I recorded the marketplace's sounds. And I'm going to use marketplace kind of overage for when they're going shopping or whatever, or or they're in a public place and we're, we're doing that kind of stuff. Doors closing doors opening. Uh, Once winter comes around, I'm going to be starting to record my footprints on my driveway. Uh, I'm also, I've also found that my footprints make my footsteps make sounds when I'm walking on gravel outside on the road. So I'm going to record that and I'm going to be, adding that stuff in where appropriate. Okay. Um, 
I don't think swords clashing together is dramatic enough because I've, uh, I've I tried that. Uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to try and find uh, two other pieces of metal that kind of clang and ring a little bit more. And I'm going to use that instead because uh, it may not be realistic, but it's dramatic. So let's compare the Foley work you're talking about here to what's what other podcasts are doing that are doing this sort of thing. Is this a common thing to use Foley work or is it more, <sighs> are they just microphone around the table and that's all they're doing? That's that most of the time, that's all that, all that it is. Um, some of the most popular podcasts, that's all it is as well. Like mm-hmm. I know uh, the McElroy brothers doing their, um, their podcast uh, adventure zone. They write, they score their own music and, and they add voiceovers and stuff like that, but it's just them talking around the table. And that's, that's what they do. And that's personally my favorite podcast out there. Mm-hmm. So uh, so Foley <laughs> is not something they do. That's something that I do. And uh, it all depends on how much time you want to take editing. Now, my episodes are extremely slow coming out because for every two hours of recorded session, I have to spend about 28 hours editing for those two episodes. So 14 hours of editing per episode to add music that I've written, to add Foley, to add effects, to edit out, uh, to do proper editing for timing and, and whatnot and edit out bathroom breaks and 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 stuff like that. It, it, 14 hours per episode is what it takes to, to for editing. And- well, It's like doing Foley for a TV show, really. Exactly, and that's exactly it. And that's why one of my questions in the last, in the, in, in the last, um, uh, interview session was how can I speed this up and I didn't get the answer I wanted so. <laughs> sorry so, so let's go back to the layperson so the layperson goes in and say hey I, we have a really good group we've been playing every week for the last five years we're going to start a new campaign we're going to record this so they can literally go in with a microphone around in the middle of the table and, and, and do it. They can do it as simple as that because that's out there. That's what we're seeing in the marketplace. Yeah, um, absolutely. And there's, and there's a lot of shows that are doing really well with that format. Now, I noticed the, the length of episodes for some of these, like some of them run like three or four hours long. That's which, too long. Which too I, long. Think is, I think is the deterrent. So if you're, if you're a newbie to podcasts, but you're a hardcore D&D person and you're like, oh, I can't get enough d and I want to listen to other people's sessions. Or as a GM might be doing it to say, hey, what, you know, what are these GMs doing? Like, what, what sort of techniques are they using in the game? They could get deterred by listening. Wow, it's a three or four hour session. Like, you know, they might they might pull back. But then some people prefer uh, long episodes like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, good. Oh, I my preference is uh, I like one hour episodes for i think i think the sweet spot is between 40 45 minutes and an hour and you can you can spend four or six hours recording a D session once a week or twice or once every two weeks or whatever right and then you can chop that up into one hour episodes and as a matter of fact it's probably the best way to go about it because then you get a whole a massive amount of footage all at once and then you can break that up into an entire month month and a half worth of episodes Sure. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, 
I'd say an hour is a sweet spot because then uh, if a person's driving to work, they can slam it into their into their whatever player that they have, right? And then listen to half of it on the way and then listen to the other half on the way back. Or if they got an hour commute like me, I can burn through two episodes in a day. Tony, what's your preference for uh, listening to gaming podcasts? I go every which way because that's what I do. I like I love Adventure Zone, um, as Doc mentioned, uh, but I also like another role playing thing that like it easily goes four hours an episode. It goes five, six, seven hours an episode. Not seven hours an episode. I don't think there was one for that. Uh, but that's also video, and so you also have them actually on the screen, um, and they stream it on Twitch which like, I, I also kind of like that. Um, there's a few other streamers that I know that uh, stream D&D that they put it out on Twitch and it's like easily two, three, four hour episodes. So like, but I also like that kind of thing. Do you, <laughs> like, do, I'm are the you, kind of person you, that I watch Star Trek over and over and over. Are you playing video games while listening to one of these podcasts? Uh, sometimes, depends on what I have to do. Like I'm not usually editing or something, but like if I have to write uh, my Azeroth of history, then I'll have like something up on YouTube on my TV. Yeah, like gotcha. that. Uh, so like, but I can still do other stuff. And sometimes I take inspiration from like, hey, these people are doing something creative and inspiring me then to do something creative. So like it, it helps in that way um, a little bit, but yeah, I, I mean, I like the shorter episodes because I can get more through, like through more of them at a time. But at the same time, I also really enjoy the long episodes because there's just so much more in them. Yeah. Um, um, so you just brought up something interesting is some people are doing it on Twitch. So mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm a podcast person. I, I try not to go to YouTube or Twitch. Like for my podcast, I like listening to them while I'm taking mm -hmm. a dog for a walk or while I'm doing the dishes, like whatever. Is there is there an advantage, do you think, to having a video of your RPG podcast versus an audio version? And would you treat it differently? Would you, as as the person writing the episode or writing the podcast as the DM, would you run it differently because you're going to get the facial expressions from the players? Now, would that add a different dynamic to what you'd want to to see versus hear? I don't know that I necessarily write it differently. I'd probably prep myself differently. Like I'd have minis as more of a focus if I were to do video uh, for myself, but like, I don't have the budget for that. So I'm not doing it. <laughs> I might do it, we'll see. Um, but I also don't have good cameras. So there's that, um, but like- I think the minis is one thing too, though. I think you're, what you're mm -hmm. saying there is kind of important in that for for me, I've, I've as, a, as a DM, I've taken it right back. I used to have, uh, painted minis and I'd have all these mm -hmm. backgrounds and stuff on on the map and all this and try to make it as realistic looking as possible and the longer I've been doing this the more I'm stepping away from that and letting mm -hmm. the storyteller tell the story as opposed to the toys telling the story but I think if you're doing a visual uh, like a, a video version of the same thing I think like what, what do you think is it better to have all the toys on your on your battle map or is it better to to step back and just let the people tell the story the stuff the stuff that i usually watch and listen to is they have the minis like for battle like mostly just to kind of help like visualize everything but for the most part it's the people telling the story 
it's not necessarily just like, oh, this meeting's right here, unless like it's actually important to to help us visualize something. For those that don't know, minis are miniatures. Sorry, yes. we're we're geek talking here. On the uh, on the last panel that we just did, we were, they were discussing about podcasts and video versus just the audio. And with the video, there is there is more ex extensive editing involved. Mm -hmm. um, and you were saying you're doing minis. So minis, I mean, obviously there wouldn't be as much as much editing, but there would definitely be more of a more of a setup. Uh, a different for camera just for the minis, possibly too, right? Yeah. Absolutely, um, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and the way you guys are, are doing it, it, it is very reminiscent to the old days when they had uh, just on the radio with the radio shows that they had with mm -hmm. the sound effects and, and the whole thing going. And you've you guys have kind of done that with podcasting and uh, yeah. just in, in a different format in your gaming format. I think that's, that's a little bit more audio drama, though, where he's like with the D&D &D mm -hmm. podcast, you can have stuff like dice rolls. Right. Yeah. No. <laughs> More effect. And would you mic your dice rolls? Do you need to mic? I love my dice rolls. <laughs> I, I, I mic up dice. dice. I, I, t I insist that all of my players mic up their dice. That's the they, best sound or, in the world to me. Or the dice roller that they use has a sound effect. And mm. that way people know when the dice are rolling, right? And then when the dice stop, everybody's got that one moment of anticipation. And then you go, it's a 19. And then it kicks off right but that dice rolling audio has to be there so what are you doing so on an audio one are you calling out the numbers then i guess oh yeah absolutely yes. when when they roll they go oh i fail or whatever right <laughs> so but uh yeah it, like you i don't use minis uh and uh todd actually mentioned something uh very important to my particular podcast I use the old radio plays as my model and my template for how I do my podcast. Uh, I like the McElroy's version, but I like, I want to add a little bit more to mine. So like there's a cool sound effect here, cool sound effect there, some Foley here, voices that are highly modulated. Like I've done uh, an ogre's voice uh, which is just me modifying a certain segment within audacity to do certain things. And uh, sometimes I have to cut out the sound of my dog and cat. <laughs> do you, uh, do you ever modify the player's voices? No, no, I leave them uh, as they are because the player's voices are what have to be recognized from session to session to session. They are the, Good point. yeah, yeah, they are their characters, right? But and various those, NPCs should have different right. voices. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. So the, the NPCs have their own voices. I have my own voice as the GM because I, I have to be a character myself, right? Like the GM yeah. has to be a character. Uh, and every character at the table who's playing a PC, they have to be recognizable with their voices as well. It's, and that's especially important in my podcast because the characters are universe hopping into different bodies so the players voices have to be very recognizable makes sense makes sense now do they but, alter their voice or do they use their natural voice like sean was saying you know someone will come in and start talking like elvis uh versus someone who's just playing the game and actually talking in their own voice all of my players use their own voices and uh that that works out well for mine uh for my particular podcast because like i said if they're in different bodies 
like we described that their bodies are different and the different effects that it has on them as characters. But as, as long as the players' voices remain mostly the same, everybody will know who that character is from arc to arc to arc. Now, what about, uh, I noticed some shows they have, um, they'll have an intro of each of the players, who they are, what they are. Uh, they might even have mini episodes that's just describing who that character is. Is that something you do in your show? Yes. Yeah. Uh, not from episode to episode to episode, but uh, I do have it in the session notes or the episode notes. Um, but I do have intros at the start of every arc because, well, we need to know at the start who everybody is, right? and who's playing each character, right? Okay. And then when the arc changes, they need to know which character has gone into which body. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I think Todd's got a good question. Me? Oh, do you see the, the wheels turning? Actually, I was just, I was yeah. just gonna ask us, is when you, when you do the intro, is it an intro like a UFC fight or, or, or a wrestling <laughs> fight? Like, do you introduce them like with a very, broad voice and you know having them come in you know either barbarian from you know amsterdam or something or other uh, do you do introductions like that or is it just oh, that's our new song don't spoil that yet okay uh, <laughs> no it, it, it's more like a, a a narrator type thing um like uh thread the barbarian now finds himself in the body of a female half-elf named chicane what you know and and stuff like that and so i'm telling a story as a as a narrator right so you, the gotta, you, you gotta use you, you gotta use todd to use some voices and stuff man <laughs> he's got this sexy narrator uh, a voice down pat pretty, pretty good <laughs> um is there a language warning is that is that a common thing language warning or um uh also content warning like how randy does some of this stuff get uh is, is, that, is that something you worry about or do you pg it at all or is the violence like how graphic is the description of the violence is that is that something you worry about yeah <laughs> yeah yeah uh, it uh uh now indeed <sighs> yeah i i think this is important because i i've run games for kids mm -hmm. i've run games for adults and i i've been told can you adult it up a little bit or yeah. can you kitty it down a bit like some people can't handle violence or, uh, or whatever you know what i mean uh, sexiness isn't really a thing that happens in in shift quest uh but there is uh some i'm trying to make you feel uncomfortable tony as you can see there there is uh some vigorous language uh used especially when dice rolls don't go well Yes, uh, that's where and, I was going with that. And uh, I, I think keeping in that vigorous language uh, when the dice are not being kind is, is an important part of my podcast. And um, my players have done some relatively graphic, violent things um, <laughs> related to critical hits and, and, uh, and some uh, choices related to explosives and whatnot. So... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um yeah it it it, it can get in, intense in terms of, it's very 80s action movie violence ish okay 
uh, and um, it's it's not last action hero kind of no swearing. There's definitely a, a, a significant amount of swearing going on as well. So it's it's later years PG. So around 13, 14 years old, where you know kids have been listening to YouTubers swear their asses off for a couple of years already. So, oh yeah, yeah, and so it and. Yeah, so if they've been watching YouTubers for a couple of years, especially if they're playing GTA online, they're good to go to listen to my podcast. Yeah. Awesome. I'm trying to think, because, like, the stuff that I listen to, or the stuff that I watch a lot of the time, like, obviously, if you're doing it, like, something, like, a streaming on Twitch, you kind of have to abide by their terms of service, so you can't get, like, too graphical sexy, but you can still kind of, like, toe the line a little bit, Um where he's like, I think knowing who, like who the people doing the podcast, I think knowing who they are before you walk into it, I think is very important. Because like with the McElroy brothers, they swear a lot. Um, a lot of the other stuff that I watch, like they swear a lot when, you know, they get a nat one instead, or they get a nat 20 and they're like, fuck yeah. So like, I, th I think just knowing kind of who's putting together what you're watching I think that's the important part in terms of at least swearing anyway. Uh, some of the descriptions that I get to hear are like just deliciously great and like <laughs> <laughs> the, the reason I guess the reason I was talking about uh, about that was uh, I know some <laughs> some DMs in, in just general tabletop setting is oh you rolled the 20 you hit you do this much damage you know very black and white right as opposed to I that's not the way I run. I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. okay, they they got a 20, so I'll give a description of what their hit did. Uh, I like I like hearing like, oh yeah, you got a nat 20. Okay, you've now beheaded this whatever this creature is. <laughs> like right, right. you know, I I like hear I like hearing more descriptive than just, yeah, you hit. Yep. Yeah, you did 70 or you did 37 points of damage. That's yep. less exciting and especially I think in this medium, I think I think giving the number is good for the the the, the nerdy techie person mm -hmm. that likes you know the min maxers uh but i think the, the the other side of the audience that's there for the role-playing aspect yeah the number is the number but i also want to know exactly what happened so you say mm -hmm. you know you took the damage and you dropped down to one knee and you know you're you, you've lost a little resolve as opposed to saying yeah you failed you will save you know yeah, I, I think I've... it adds i think you need to cover both sides Yes, uh, especially in, episodically uh, yeah. Yeah. on a podcast. My favorite DM that I actually pulled a lot from, sorry, Doc. I'm, I'm, okay, one of my favorite DMs. <laughs> one <laughs> who I will probably never get to play with. Um, but like, like he'll do the math and everything and he'll like he'll write everything down and then he'll go into the description of like what that hit actually looked like or like what yeah. happened when they rolled, they failed their will save. Like I, I really, really, really like that. Um, That's extremely important. Yeah, um, and I think that's something that, just a little bit of a criticism for the McElroy brothers, Travis wasn't doing great at first, but he's doing a lot better at it, and I really, really enjoy it. I, I feel for Travis because I'm still trying to improve in that regard and that in myself. Yep. <laughs> but uh, in, the late, in the later episodes, I'm doing a much better job. Yeah, and Later Griffin, episodes, like Griffin... five episodes along, but hey. <laughs> yeah, and Griffin does a really, really good job of it, and I pulled a lot of my, like, kind of knowledge as, as a DM from him, as well as another DM who I will not name because I know Doc doesn't like it as much. Yeah, I don't That's like right. him very much. 
I'm I don't understand why, but don't see eye to eye with him on a number of different things. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> moving on. Todd, Todd, do you have any uh, any questions? Because like, Todd, Todd is a, is a WoW player. Uh, he's a video game person. So let's let's say we have a video game person that's played WoW for years, and they've always had a, a passing interest in a, a tabletop setting. And they're like, oh, there's podcasts about D D or Traveler or whatever system, and they're like, hmm, do you think? Do you think the using a podcast would be a good bridge to a video gamer bringing them to the table? Because Doc, you'll probably agree with me, probably more than anyone, is that tabletop is the way to go. It is the best form of storytelling. It's the yeah. best form of game. And you can never do in a video game what you can do around a table because the Correct. GM's in control. So the, what do you the think about I've ever come a to bridge that? using the podcast as a bridge for the video gamer to bring them into our realm? Okay, uh, the closest I've ever come to creating a bridge between tabletop and, say, uh, video gaming was a wonderful game called Neverwinter Nights. If you've uh, ever heard of it. Uh, yeah, I've heard of it. I've played it, dude. <laughs> okay, just I, just I just wanted to make sure. See, Neverwinter Nights, for those of you who haven't played it, because uh, it came out in the 90s? 90s? I think it was probably, 90s, right? Probably, yeah, that sounds right. Uh, it was a fantastic game that uh, where you have your players playing their characters and you have a game master function. So a, a guy who writes something or uh, 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 can run an adventure in Neverwinter Nights live while their players are running around with their sprites like in world of warcraft but a person is actually live running an adventure for them which is fantastic uh that's actually something i was thinking of streaming uh if i oh can get yeah the right, if i can get the right players uh i was thinking of streaming neverwinter nights but um oh, no, is anybody streaming neverwinter nobody's streaming it well there's is it available like <laughs> not in that original format i have a current version of neverwinter nights on my xbox and it it's just it's elder scrolls or wow it's, it's the same thing really it doesn't have that aspect to it yeah right we're, we're, uh you can get neverwinter nights on steam now like the old one. Oh really and it's got it's got the multiplayer and it's yeah it's, it's okay, almost talk, within my grasp the guy in the panel over here or whatever this guy here todd this is the guy I've been trying for years to get this guy around the tabletop. Years. Okay. Come on, here's, sell him, Doc. Sell him, Doc. <laughs> hey, here's yeah. the thing. Sell him on the one Neverwinter Nights, man. That, that that's that's how we get. That's how we hook this guy. One of the biggest booms uh, in tabletop role playing game history was because of the World of Warcraft. The World of Warcraft, like, drew in millions and millions of people. And then everybody got sick and tired of looking at a screen. And then they said, well, what's this D&D stuff? And then all of a sudden there was this massive explosion of tabletop role-playing gamers that came directly because of the World of Warcraft. And, and, and it, there is that 
dovetail between the two industries and like tabletop RPGers want to get into role-playing games when they're by themselves and their buddies can't be around. So they get into the whole computer RPGs and stuff and people who are, you know, playing computer RPGs, they, because of who we are as people, they occasionally want to just sit down in person with somebody and, and socialize that way, but they still want to be able to role-playing game like they do in the world of Warcraft so that brings them to the table. Hmm. They're, they're, to, in, in my opinion, they're, inextricab they're inextricably linked. Okay, Tony, know. Tony, your turn to sell Todd. I mean, it's super fun, man. Like, okay. <laughs> when you play Warcraft, you know the difference between that and tabletop. I do, yeah, that, that is true. Um, so one of the things that I love about World of Warcraft is like it brings kind of everybody together into this one game where you have your RPers like they're probably over there doing their own thing with the RP. You've got your raiders do going over there and doing the raids. You've got the PvPers going in and doing the PvP stuff. But like they're they're still all playing the same game. Whereas um, the thing that I like about the tabletop thing is it kind of brings you into RP a little bit more, uh, which like you don't. You don't necessarily get to do that in WoW at all, which, like, you can, and there's ways to do it, and there's ways to do it, uh, like, in a really fun way, not necessarily in, in a way that I'm excited about, but, like, I don't know. It's hard to explain. I... <sighs> My character's name is Hugh Jaboner underscore 87, and that's not <laughs> uncommon in World of Warcraft. That wouldn't fly... Yeah. As a, no. as a as yeah. a name, no. Would not fly in a tabletop RPG, which allows you to get into character a little bit more. Yeah. It allows you, it allows for uh, more escapism. Yes. I mean, oh, I still kind of have like my own little headcanon about my characters and wow, I'm gonna just put that out there, you go. <laughs> so- I have my reasons I do things on them. Which podcast should uh, Todd Geek over here uh, listen to? The adventure, zone. Bridge that adventure zone at the adventure zone absolutely all right i'm I would, gonna write that down i would is probably dot com how did what is it a link i'll give you a link i'll send it to you oh, adventure zone see with, with world of warcraft everything's you can do <coughs> shift quest <coughs> Tony, you totally dropped the ball on that one <laughs> the Adventure Zone has been going on longer, and it has more episodes, and it's more consistent. I Doc, mentioned the fired. I, I mentioned the <laughs> I mentioned the Adventure Zone specifically so Tony could mention mine. So, <sighs> sorry. The sorry. Sean Geek Podcast is a great podcast about blah blah blah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to. There's no questions that have come through yet. Uh, probably because we've answered all of your questions. But if there's any questions, please submit them. Yeah, uh, please, we're going to keep yeah. talking until uh, we get another five minutes left of this uh, of this panel. Um, any any parting words for, uh, from the three of you? Well, I I just wanted to say that with the like with the Warcraft thing with PC when you're playing, you can you know you can join a guild if you want to if you want to play with other people you can play on your own it's not like tabletop where you actually have to be with a group of people and play their game you're not playing the game necessarily that you want to play 
So you've got that flexibility where you can kind of do things. If you wanted to work on your alchemy, you could go out and get flowers and do whatever you want, mining, whatnot. If you want to do dungeons, you can do dungeons. If you And it's all in real time. Where I find where tabletop, where you have to kind of sit and wait for someone to roll the dice and and then see what happens. I'm more of a, a real-time player, which is more the, the PC version where you're you're playing at the exact same time like you are in the present. You can do that in tabletop that, that's only as different. well. You can, like, yeah. I, I, the one, one of the things that I also like about tabletop is you're actually with friends usually, whereas online on WoW, you're probably dealing with somebody who's a dick. More, <laughs> there's more, a lot out there, yeah. More often than just not, like yeah. Like there are times when I'd rather just not play the game than have to deal with somebody and like feel like I'm putting my face against a cheese grater, <laughs> like. <laughs> Well, I don't even guild anymore. It's just like, I'll just go out on my own, do my own thing. And now yeah. they have it set up where you can do that. Uh, whereas before it was pretty strict. Like if you want to go in a dungeon, you had to have a you know group of people. Now I think they've kind of yeah, like, expanded the, the looking on for a little bit for the single and, player. The looking for groups thing is really good. Except if you go into the raid, you're going to feel like you're putting your, your face against a cheese grater because nobody knows what to do. Nobody reads any guides. Nobody does anything like that. Whereas when you're in, in, in a guild, similar to like being a tabletop game you're with people that you kind of care about at least or that you can get along with uh to yeah. do a raid and stuff but right. like yeah if, if you're on your own in a in a game like world of warcraft fuck <laughs> so like it's like you fight your team more than you actually fight the bosses now here's Tony's describing playing with me by the way <laughs> no, no 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 this is this is specifically to a game, part of the game that I don't uh, do anymore, which is looking for raid, which is yeah. like you go in with 25 other people who no one has read any of the fucking boss guides and you're fighting your team more than you fight the actual fucking boss. And that's, it's awful and it's and hell. I, that's me. I think, I think the difference though with, with a tabletop, <laughs> you have the gym there to, you don't, in WoW or any video game, you don't have anybody moderating things like that the gm's mm -hmm. job is to manage manage the players to make sure everyone's having a good time but if it starts to steer one way where a situation like that would happen and wow where someone's not playing their class properly the gm can boy you have that amulet of protection yeah it'd be great true? to use that now like you can you can do little things to just improve the gameplay in a wow setting if you don't have the right players and no one's getting along and no one is supervising the play yeah. that's what happens i i think that's the advantage to a tabletop situation and you should listen to shift quest it's a very good podcast oh, it's going to show you how it works uh I, you know i don't think you have to be too techie to to listen to a DD podcast or a podcast of anything else uh mm -hmm. like this like you don't have to be a techie right right you can uh, go uh, in and enjoy it for what it is the numbers may mean nothing to you but it you know it doesn't really matter right exactly yeah. uh oh yeah that's another thing when you're running a D, D podcast you need to keep your story on track whereas if you're playing in the basement with your buddies you don't have to keep the story on track and your players can do whatever they want the lit the limit is what's in your brain and that's limitless right when you're doing a podcast you're all kind of trying to tell a story so you can go off on a tangent if you want, but just keep in mind that 
you have to keep your audience in mind and your players have to keep the audience in mind as well. And the audience is always going to want that story to keep moving forward. Oh, we're done. Exactly. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you Bye-bye. for joining us. Thanks, everybody, us. for coming. Have a good one. Yes. Have a good you. one. I think. <laughs> there we got their background music. Thing. I told him do it. <laughs> Hope that's not copyrighted. That's, that's the end oh, of the channel. That might be. <laughs> Thanks, Beaver. And so he's pulled out the so, hook. I'm in- I'm ending now, so uh, hey. see you guys on the next panel. Bye. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.